Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Matt Armando. Welcome to TBD, um, the podcast with Matt and a mystery. <laughs> See, it's normally Matt and Emily. See, I, I was working on that, that mystery and Emily rhyme kind of a little bit. Um, this is the, the premiere podcast about tea and friendship. Uh, Emily is off for the week. Can you believe the nerve of Emily to take a, take a week off? Um, worry not, dear listener, it's not just going to be me talking into a microphone all by myself, drinking tea by myself, discussing a topic by myself. That would be weird, and I would never do that. So uh, to, to, to make sure that I don't go insane or sound insane, I, I, I still have a guest. We have a guest. Uh, we, as in <laughs> me, you, the listener, everyone, we have a guest. The royal we. Uh, please welcome back to the podcast uh, one of our very first guests that we ever had. Uh, good friend. And the reason that Emily and I are friends, I, I think, in the first place, if I'm being honest, uh, please welcome uh, everyone, Shannon Kelly. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I was very tempted, I'm not going to lie, to just not say anything and leave you hanging so that everybody thought you are talking yourself. <laughs> well, I'm glad you eventually spoke. <laughs> um, I could, I, I, I know, I think I could talk to myself for an hour if I really wanted to. <laughs> I think to. you could too. <laughs> I really think you could. I also kind of wish I'd brought like a some kind of voice filter so that I could have sounded like real mystery voice, like oh, <laughs> uh, like you're like um, a kidnapper. Yeah, like, exactly. Like ransomer. Yeah, ransom. Um, no, welcome, welcome back, Shannon. You were our second guest that, that ever appeared on the podcast, almost three whole years ago. Yeah, isn't that crazy? To the, to the day we realized almost. Yeah. April, April 5th, uh, 2018 was that episode. Uh, do you remember what it was called? Um, something with sleep. Uh, it was subscription boxes and sleep with Shannon right, Kelly. Cause Emily had her like subscription sock boxes. <laughs> mm. And this is back when, uh, uh, we did two topics when we had guests. We don't do that anymore. That's how oh long ago this it was a format. There's been a format change in between. Oh my God. Um, and you were also, of course, on the top five fruits episode, the summer spectacular. Of course. How could I forget? That's my favorite one. Uh, do you know what your top five fruits were? Do you remember? <laughs> Probably. I still have this conversation with people. Um, I believe it would have been a green apple, cherry, mango, pineapple, and peach. Mm, that's that a great five? list. Yeah, it's a good list. I know you and I, we're like same fruit people. It's and very, very Emily's similar. All up in those berries. <laughs> yeah. um, Emily's, Emily's mix, I think, is just like five different berries. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's too bad she's not here for us to roast her. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how you been? <laughs> how I've been? I've been home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. Let's put it that way. Um, not that it's not been a long time since I've talked to Shannon, uh, dear listener, but it has been a while since you, the listener, have, have been graced with her voice. <laughs> yeah, my voice is a little probably pinched because I, like I was saying to you earlier, allergies are kicking my ass right now. Yes, uh, fun. Shannon, 
which I, by the way, I just had to catch myself not calling you Emily. It's a real <laughs> problem with my brain. Uh, but uh, Shannon uh, was was hiding her nose blowing from me earlier. <laughs> I tried and I just made it weirder. Yeah, I got to sil- watch her silently blow her nose over video. Yeah, quite, I thought quite I could mute myself, but I guess I should have also turned the camera off. <laughs> it's just like, you don't expect to watch somebody sneeze quietly or blow their nose quietly. <laughs> I feel like that, that should be like a silent movie of some sort. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, Cut to the black screen with the like white lettering. Achoo! Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, C-H-O-O. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, welcome back to the podcast. Happy that you agreed to come on here and just talk to little old me, even though there'd be no Emily. Little old you. Little old Thank me. Thank you for having me. Um, and uh Yeah. So this otherwise is going to be a normal, normal episode. And I called this uh, with Matt and mystery, but you know, all of our listeners are going to know them as soon as they download this. If they look at the title, they're going to see your name in it. So it's uh, <laughs> not much of a mystery at all. Not really a mystery to anybody. It's a mystery. People, maybe most people aren't aware that Emily's not going to be here, but that's the big mystery. <laughs> Anyways, enough about her, that truant. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to go into a little a little thing called Tea Talk. Tea Talk. Ah, there we go. That's the song this week is Shannon <laughs> somewhat melodically saying Tea Talk out loud. Tea um, Talk. <sighs> <laughs> perfect. Um, so welcome to Tea Talk. This is the non-singed-in version of Tea Talk. Um uh, Shannon and I are both, uh, we both have teas. I, I checked in with Shannon to see if she would have a tea. Um, I don't demand that our remote guests have tea, but uh, she was kind enough to say that you have, you have a box of tea. Is that what you, you called it? I do. I have like boxed tea bags. I thought I had a variety pack, but it turns out I was out of that, but I still had other, uh, other bag tea. Oh, good. So, good, good. Yes. <laughs> um, what, uh, what kind of tea are you drinking today? I am drinking a Irish breakfast mm. uh, right after St. Patrick's Day, so I think it's appropriate. There you go. Um, do uh, do you did you buy it because of St. Patrick's Day, or is this a tea you would buy anyways or have anyways? It was gifted to me, but um, I do like it. I I think of all. I don't know if I want to say all because I'm not that much of a tea expert but I, I feel like Irish breakfast is probably my favorite black tea because I'm more of like a green tea drinker mm-hmm. um but I like I like Irish breakfast over like English breakfast <laughs> mm, the Irish over the English um <laughs> I I've gone on record on this podcast saying I do I like Irish breakfast quite a lot um it at my when I used to go to an office um there was at some point in my in the kitchen of my office, um, which they had like tea, they had they had like Lipton tea and like uh, like a you know K cup machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, there there arrived a box of like a huge box of Irish breakfast tea, and I think I was the only one in my office who drank it, and I drank like <laughs> the whole thing over the course of like a year. <laughs> there you go. And just like one a day, I'd have this uh, Irish breakfast tea. Um, okay. Do you, uh, um, okay, so you're more of, a, more of a green tea drinker and you, you're not a big fan of the English breakfast. Uh, do you have any I'm thoughts? I'm not, on- not a fan, I will oh. say. I just think like of black tea, uh, this, this would be my my preference, my, my go-to. Got it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good one. I, I think uh, breakfast teas, breakfast teas are neat. Are you having it with any um, additives, any, any sugar or milk or anything? No, no, I drink my tea like I drink my coffee black. No, um, nothing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully this will help. I don't know. Does tea help with allergies? Is that a thing? Um, I think the steam would, uh, if you like hold it up to your nasal passages, I think. But the tea itself, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I know like everyone's always all about the tea when they're sick, although I assume that's mostly a sore throat thing people are thinking. I don't, I don't, I don't people say that a lot. I, I, I generally nod my head and agree. Yes, it is good when you're sick. However, I drink tea all the time. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know. I would drink it when I'm sick. I drink it when I'm not sick. I, I do drink tea more often when I'm sick. Um, and I think, again, I will make the argument that it is the steam that yeah. like is the best part when you're, even when you're sick or allergies, cause it like opens up, opens you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely will like take a good whiff of it if I am feeling like if I have like a stuffy nose or, or sore like a sore nose or something from like blowing it too much <laughs> and breathe it in that way. Um, or like it's good on a sore throat, just like, especially if you add uh, like some honey in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time to add honey uh, to tea. Not that I like honey in my tea, but if I added it, I feel like I would be sick to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, my tea is in a mug that says your berry special to me and there are two bears mm, they're very cute, cute bears yeah giving one giving a flower to the other their little hearts above their heads yeah they're, they're in cute. love they're in love you got a good mug that's a good mug <laughs> i is that a, is that a new mug no it's very old um i've been trying to i've been trying to spruce up my mug collection over the past a uh, little bit because I, re- I have kind of plain i have some really plain mugs that are just like white coffee mugs and i decided that was too boring and i started yeah why that. bother there's so many good mugs out there yeah well i got my one i'm drinking out of right now is is like a plant um oh i like that uh, though what would you, you call this a plant a, t- a terracotta plant planter like a, yeah yeah a pot plant pot oh. plant pot uh, and it's from the Botanic Garden. It's got a little Botanic Garden logo oh, on it too. Oh, yeah. there you go. I I walked into the Botanic Garden <laughs> gift shop, and even think I think I was I would that was like the beginning of me thinking I could use like a nice tea, nice new nice mugs or whatever. And I saw this, and I was like, well, <laughs> there's no passing this up. <laughs> it's the it's like the most gimmicky perfect mug ever. In fact, I was with you when you um, got your membership to the Botanical Garden. <laughs> you, you indeed were there. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've since renewed the membership, which gave me 10% off this mug. <laughs> oh, very nice. Um, yeah. Well, that was about, it was like a couple of years ago, right around now, right? Wasn't it? Probably, yeah. Um, we went, I think we went with the intention of seeing cherry blossoms, but they were not in bloom. Mm-hmm. like we missed the correct week yeah we're right before it right now it's sometime in april we were early we were definitely early yep so i'm probably right right now cyclical <laughs> wow um <laughs> so um have you uh is this when did you when did you get this tea how long have you had it? or how much have you had this tea <laughs> mm, i don't know i've probably had it for 
at least a few months. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. I'm just wondering. Uh, how you, so you've had it before today? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how are you enjoying it? Uh, it's very good. Uh, it's actually, I, I feel like I wasn't in much of a tea mood, to be honest. And I was like feeling like a little hot. I'm like, oh, I'm going to drink some hot tea. Um, but it's, it's actually like the perfect temperature. And it tastes very, very good. Very full bodied. Very nice. Um, and so did you, uh, I don't, maybe you already said this, but you are not drinking green tea now because you ran out or because you felt like drinking this tea instead? I ran out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, you know, fair, fair is fair. I'm trying to run out. I'm trying to personally run out of some teas so that I can go buy more teas. Yeah. I, my, my favorite, like if I had it is like Jasmine, that's my that would have been my tea, but mm-hmm. this is a good second. Do you have a Do you have a brand of, of uh, jasmine tea? No, I'm not like an. I don't know enough about tea. Okay. Uh, do you know the brand of your Irish breakfast? Uh, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong. Twinings, twinnings, twinnings. Uh, I honestly don't know. I assume twinnings? it's. Tw- I think it's twinnings, <laughs> but isn't there one n? That's why I think it's twinnings because I think twin. I don't even know. <laughs> Honestly, I've I've thought about this a lot, Um, probably too much. Every time I look at it, I think, hmm, I wonder if it's twinnings or twinings. And like, even if somebody told me, I don't know how I would um, convince myself to remember that forever. (laughs) Uh, Looking it up, it looks like it's twinings. Twinings. That is how it's spelled on Google. (laughs) So next time I look it up, or next time I, 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 I'm, I'm confronted with it, I'm going to have the same argument though. Cause I'm not going to, there's nothing about it that makes me be like, Oh, it's for sure this way. Yeah. I've, I've, I basically had to teach myself like the difference between desert and dessert. Yeah. I like, feel like that's a hard one for spelling for me for some reason. Yeah. Dessert has two S's desert has one. Yes. And I don't know how I've figured that one out. Uh, I feel like, I feel like it's because de- uh, dessert to me, I don't know. It's clipped. I don't know. Something, something happened there. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to give it a reason. Then I realized I don't have a reason. I think I was going to say that it's a longer word. So it's two S's, but the two S's is what makes it the longer, is what makes it the longer <laughs> word. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I have uh, an important question to ask you about, um, about this particular tea you're drinking. And I don't even, were we asking this question so long ago? I don't even know when you were first on here, but- uh, Before you ask me, what tea are you drinking? Oh, no, I'm gonna ask you this and then we'll get to what I'm drinking. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. Is is this uh, Twining's Irish breakfast tea, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? This Twining's cup of tea is, drum roll, it's my cup of tea. Wow. Uh, very good. Were we, were, have you been asked that question by us yet? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I was even back uh, three years ago. You, you guys, that format has not changed. <laughs> I think we maybe didn't do it on like the first couple of episodes, but that was without a guest. Like when it was just Emily and I, mm. um, so for the history, the history of the podcast, it was Emily and I for three episodes and then Alex Simmons and then you, uh, were our first two guests. By the time you got to me, you were asking. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we asked Alex that. I'll have to ask him or listen to it. I probably won't listen to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, or ask him. I'll probably just let this go forever. <laughs> um, you, dear listener, check out that episode. I mean, the Alex episode is definitely three years old by now. So go check that out. <laughs> no, no way you've listened to it recently. Um, or nor, nor have I. That, and that was also back when I used to listen to episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be listening to this one. <laughs> I live them. What am I supposed to listen to them for? That's fair. <laughs> I, uh, I used to edit out a lot of ums and uhs and uh, mouth noises and now I just leave them all in yeah there you go you've gotten uh, comfortable hmm? <laughs> you've gotten comfortable so you stop being a perfectionist about it and then you don't care now I'm just kidding but <laughs> <laughs> I think well it's first of all very time consuming and also you know I don't know something about the pacing it, it throws off the pacing if you if you mess it up a little too much yeah. uh, I mean sometimes I still have to delete out like chunks of episodes but hopefully we're not doing that today <laughs> um, so this chunk where you talk about how you don't listen to your <laughs> yeah maybe i'll delete this out i have deleted out <laughs> i will say there's sometimes i delete out if an episode is really long and i go on about something <laughs> i will delete my entire going on about it because i'll be like well i'm not insulting anyone except for myself <laughs> can i ask very quickly have you learned about like yourself by listening to these podcasts like have you learned like bad habits of yours other than the ums yeah i have certain uh ticks i suppose and i've not corrected any of them i suppose <laughs> the worst one is when i laugh when i laugh and it just comes out as like ha 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 <laughs> i just did it <laughs> it is it it sounds i'm like i'm i'm sort of self-conscious of it now and i sound the weirdest doing it of anyone that i've needed to edit in a podcast i'm like i sound weird when i when i when i make this laugh huh and like all uh our years of friendship i've i can't even like identify that laugh so i feel like that's just something that you picked up on i think it comes out weird on the recording and sounds mm. less weird live mm. hear or, that listeners it's less weird live yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's less weird if you don't like listen to it over and over like how if i have to delete it out i'll like listen to it a couple times and so maybe like or i'll pick up on it and then i'll like back up and then i'll listen to it and, I'll, and then i'll delete it so maybe it's weirder out of context or whatever mm -hmm. yeah and uh sometimes i make uh, mouth snaps which is not great but <laughs> whatever <laughs> i gotta whatever. keep more hydrated <laughs> yeah um anyways i uh tell me about your tea i'll talk about my tea now Please. yeah sure uh so i'm drinking a tea that actually emily um sent me and she has herself had on the podcast already so i had this tea she had it i did not have it so now i'm like well why don't i just have it when she's not here and then we can it'll be double covered but uh we've each had it so i'm drinking a, a tea by the couples tea house which is spelled like the word couples, but without the O. So I think it's ah. couples or couple. Uh, it still could be couples, like cup of tea. Hmm. I'll never know. Uh, cup, couples, couples tea house. <laughs> and it is their elderberry elixir. Elderberry, um, that sounds good. It is an herbal tea and the ingredients are hibiscus, rose hips, elderberry, echinacea, apple pieces, lemongrass raspberries and blue cornflowers uh, so it is it's got quite a lot of stuff in it it's kind of it's kind of purple looking 
um, purplish blue, I guess, which would be the blue like cornflowers in it. I believe this is a tea that if I had lemon to squeeze into it, it would turn sort of purple, like more of a purple red. Uh, that's what the cornflowers do. But mm. I'm drinking it in an opaque mug and I don't have any lemons, so I'm not going to do that experiment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of berry-ish. I was going to ask, is it fruity? Yeah, it's like, um, it's interesting. It's not like overpoweringly fruity as much as you'd think with all those fruits I just listed being the, all the ingredients of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little bit of like almost a subdued fruitiness. Okay. Um, maybe like a lightly, I, I'm going <laughs> to like a lightly fruity beer <laughs> mm. where it's like still tastes a lot like beer, but then has like a fruit, like. I feel like this, this analogy works for me. I like, I'm not a huge fan of super fruity tea, but I feel like a mild, like subtle fruity tea I could do. Yeah, I mean, the number one ingredient is the hibiscus, which, uh, and I guess rose hips, which are both flowers. <laughs> so, yeah, I like flowery drinks, so that. Yeah, so it's, it. it's got a little bit of that. It's a little tart from the hibiscus as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't actually know what echinacea is. I don't either. <laughs> Something. Um, I'm going to do a quick little Google on it, which we don't really don't do. Oh, it's also a flower. A cone flower. Um, so the, the top three of the top four ingredients are all flowers. They're pretty. Um, Viewers, they're, uh, it's like a purpley pink petaled, uh, like a daisy, I guess. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, it's a very pretty flower, and I love pretty flowers. <laughs> and I love pretty flowers. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's. I ex expected it to be a little different. And also, I'm not generally a hibis hibiscus fan, but I did not realize that was in here until I read th that ingredient list. I did not pick it out of the flavors in this tea. Hmm. Hmm. It also smells like pretty subdued. Doesn't have like a super strong smell. Interesting. This is your first time having it. This is my first time having it. Um, I uh, <laughs> so Emily gave me like a, just like a couple servings of it in a Ziploc bag, um, like one might send somebody drugs, and uh, <laughs> so I just opened that up today to um, for this very uh, podcast, this very recording. Well, I, I was trying to figure out something that she had had already, so that I wasn't like stepping on any dipping on any toes <laughs> hmm. and uh, oh actually I, I i looked this up to like <laughs> to mention it um it was on let's see elder search posts it was on the air fryers episode of this very podcast if you want to hear what emily thought about this tea go check that one out <laughs> also a topic of hers air fryers <laughs> air fryers <laughs> um that's that's a fun snicker you made <laughs> um and uh yeah so this is a light lightly fruity slightly tart though not overly tart um pretty nice little tea all right you tell me would i be asking too soon if i you can ask me are you, are you sure you're ready i'm ready <laughs> matt is this or is this not your cup of tea 
Wow. Thank you so much for asking that very important question. Uh, this is my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, wow. I was not sure I was on the edge of my seat for that one. I, I would say that like on paper, this does not appear to be a tea I would like. Um, it's an herbal tea, which is not always where I go. It's got hibiscus, which I don't usually like. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think the mix must have pulled it together. It's a little lemon in this, which maybe uh, maybe helps pick it up. I, like I guess a, this lemongrass is not real lemon. <laughs> there's a nice little uh, lesson in there about, yeah, like a, a, essentially don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. Don't judge a tea by its ingredients. It seems like a weird lesson to learn. <laughs> don't, don't judge a tea by its ingredients or the fact that it's packaged like drugs. <laughs> yes. Um, although I have had, I, I did one time have a mystery tea on the podcast that did taste awful and it was kind of like it was packed like drugs. <laughs> And it was really, really bad. I um, wanted you to say, like, I did have a mystery tea that ended up being opium. <laughs> you know, who's to say? Um, drug tea. I bet, I guess there's probably, uh, there's probably some marijuana teas out there. That's probably a thing. Uh, probably. And what, I feel like wormwood tea is like a thing. Um. Yeah, we're on tea's the thing. Just people putting acid in tea or something. <laughs> Who knows? Um, you could do a fun little uh, spin-off episode. <laughs> actually, you know, I think I did. <laughs> I think I did see uh, a weed-based tea that somebody had like sent me as like a uh, a link to as like, hey, have this on the podcast, and I was like, that seems like a ba bad idea. <laughs> um, but who knows? could be fun Ooh, something it might happen someday i'm not gonna say no right now <laughs> um okay so that ends uh tea talk with two wonderful thumbs up um two thumbs up two thumbs up i did it nobody can see but i two thumbs up i mean i saw it yeah uh i mean what, we're doing this over video for a reason so that you and i can look at each other <laughs> <laughs> we could just do this without video if we really wanted to uh, i feel so much weirder yeah, It'd be like a phone call, and who does those anymore? I don't. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I only video conference with friends. I should say that, like at my at my work, like we have a video conference thing. I will never show my face on it, not ever. And one time, somebody, <laughs> somebody like we had like an eight thirty or nine in the morning meeting, and somebody had their camera on. <laughs> I, I, it popped up. I had their camera on. They looked fine or whatever, you know, they probably showered or whatever. And I was just looking at it like, there's no way you just turn on your video camera because I'm not turning on my video camera. I'm wearing full out PJs, like top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just like sat there and waited until someone would be like, someone was like, well, I'm not turning on my camera. And I was like, good. That other person said it. So now I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, are there people at your job who maybe have no idea what you look like because of that? Um. Well, there, yeah, there are definitely people at my job who don't know what I look like. Um, <laughs> I've actually had this problem before. Well, so I only go to my, I, even before pan the pandemic, I only would go to my office like a couple of times a year. And um, I did meet somebody that I I talked to, you know, I, we'd been co-working or whatever for six months or something before I had ever seen them in, in life, in real life. And they told somebody later, they thought I was, they thought I'd be older. <laughs> uh, I guess my personality or something about me makes me seem older <laughs> than I am. And then you lay eyes on me and you go, that's a young boy. Uh, 
that's a young boy um i'm also surprisingly older than i look so yeah that's, that's true you've got baby face um but yeah there's definitely other people who have just never straight up never seen my face and maybe never will who's to say <laughs> this remain a mystery um I'm trying to think if I have like, you know, how some people have like a picture to like replace themselves. I don't know if I have one of those or not. I don't. Yeah. For my job, that's just the big old S. I think, I think, at, I think depending on the conference conferencing thing, cause I have one that's like tied into my tied into all these different apps. And like that one has like a, a business looking profile of picture of mine. It's me wearing a suit <laughs> and a tie. <laughs> Uh, possibly like, a photo most people have not seen of me unless you work with me. I think, I think I've seen it. I feel like I've seen it. I don't know. It's maybe my LinkedIn profile picture. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> At any rate, enough about me and my video chats. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, Shannon, um, this is really your time to shine. This is, oh, um, this is the moment we get to where uh, it's, it's time for topics. And uh, I asked you if you would kindly prepare in, in the most modest of terms, prepare, <laughs> prepare as in have the noun or verb in your mind <laughs> of Perfect. a topic of some kind. And uh, listen, I'm really yammering because I'm trying to like remember to say all the things I'm supposed to say <laughs> when I talk. Um, really shows I'll you how words go. <laughs> non-independent I am about running this podcast. <laughs> um but uh lay us lay upon me just and only me uh what your surprise topic oh you know i didn't explain what tbd was at, at all at the top but suffice to say uh shannon has brought a surprise topic that i know nothing about ahead of time uh, uh shannon would you please let me and the listener know what that topic is Yes, and thank you for setting the bar as low as you did because uh, it is a very loose topic because I I feel like there's no way this hasn't been brought up before. And so if it has, I want to try to steer it in like some kind of unique direction. So it's, uh, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but I my the umbrella topic would be uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Um so just for the sake of transparency, we have done this yes. one uh, on September 19th, 2019. Uh, it was, uh, yes, with Stephen, uh, our guest, Stephen Buckley. You found that so fast. <laughs> oh, well, I was ready to look this up. <laughs> uh, very God damn it, Stephen. Um, and uh, let's see. Um Let's see if I, I'll read the description and we'll see if this gives you any clues to what we talked about already. Okay. To steer away from it. Okay. Um, oh yeah, we had a bunch of, we had a, I remember this episode. It was a weird one. All right. Matt and Emily are drinking tea and talking to their friend, Stephen Buckley this week. They're also joined by cops, lawyers, and one lonely EMT. These are characters that were, we had played that episode. <laughs> we, were play, we were role playing. That's fun. Okay. Uh, Stephen talks about one of his passions, the game Dungeons and Dragons. He talks about the history of the game and how different groups of people play with different focuses, as well as his love of the game and his journey to becoming a dungeon master. Okay. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing else about Dungeons, dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, uh, we can cover any of that again or not again or whatever, but that's that was what that episode was, so. He is probably so much more well-versed than me too. Um, I, I feel like, so my specific, I guess, subtopic would be, um, so I am 
DMing a game for the first time. I just started like um, like a month or so ago. And I guess my subtopic would be talking about the specific campaign module, uh, which is Curse of Strahd. Curse of Strahd? Yes, it is called Curse of Strahd. And I Rains feel like down. my whole life has just been revolving around like learning about this world <laughs> and preparing for these sessions. Okay, so, all right. So DMing, meaning becoming a dungeon master. Yes, becoming a dungeon master. You are the person running the thing. You are like the person saying all the rules, making all the final verdicts and like building a world for your players. Okay, so uh, Dungeons and Dragons, um, uh, a game I've played once and with you. Yes. <laughs> um, it, okay, it's a, you, uh, you have a dungeon master who has like a story in mind, right? Uh, and, um, and then the players um, are sort of take upon roles within the story and, um, progress through it on a sort of uh, um, at, at an imaginary level. Is that <laughs> trying to like make it clear that it's not like, cause you, there's a board, it's right? Interesting like, having you describe it. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know that I ever would have put it in those words. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sort of. So it's like, it, uh, I guess, I think there are kind of like two approaches, maybe like even a third in terms of like uh, being the dungeon master. You could create kind of, a very like combat heavy game in which case like the story might not be all that relevant or there might not actually be like a plot line of any sort um it just might be more like location oriented uh and there's like you can have you know your players kind of traverse a world or a location or dungeons and have them play that way where they're just kind of fighting monsters and they have stats and they have attacks and there's all of these rules. There's like some, I know some people who play for that aspect of the game. They're kind of like in love with the uh, like rule debating. <laughs> uh, and then the other, like the second option would be having more of like a, a story driven game um, and having like maybe like one main villain and having, um, yeah, a world that's like leading to uh a one a single conclusion or not a single conclusion but like an ultimate goal um and that's more of what like curse of strat is um so it's more like you have this like one big bad guy and uh the players have to like basically find a way to handle the, like there's many outcomes that it could result in but their their main goal is to try to like escape this cursed land that they've been brought to so if you if you um, so so Curse of Strahd is like it's like um like how many different of these like are there like a lot of these things or is this like sometimes they put these like specific stories out or yeah so there's a couple I mean I'm sure there's plenty and plenty and plenty there's like I feel like at least a handful of of like full published they call them modules. Uh, for DMs to run. So it, it is like this pre-written story and it kind of like goes through, like you can buy, I have like all these books behind me right here. You can like buy a book and it tells you like, here are all of the different locations. Here are all the different events that will happen at those locations. If your players do this, they go there. And it kind of outlines it in terms of like, they you expect them to be around this level when they reach this place kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it works like that. Uh, 
but there's also like online people have like flushed it out so much and you can add your own spin to it. And the idea is you got to let your players influence the story. So you have to be willing to like change gears and take it in other directions. Um, so the published module is there, but it's kind of just a, a baseline to start with. Okay. And then, so is there like, hmm, uh, like, is it sort of like wide open? Like if you were to do this module, like you could do it like countless number of times afterwards, like after you've like sort of learned it. So I think or... me as a DM, I could uh, in terms of my players, like they probably wouldn't enjoy playing it again. Okay. Um, I think once they played it, they kind of know the whole thing. It's sort of like, you have to think of it like a video game. Um, and it's like a very story-based video game where if you play it like all the way through, yeah, maybe you would enjoy playing it again, but you know all of the surprises and all of the twists and all of the reveals. I was thinking of these books as, as DLC in regards to video games. Yeah, <laughs> like I would think of these books as more so like not even DLC, but like the actual game. And mm, like the okay. shit you find on Reddit is like the DLC. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I guess, you know, you can have a series of games that are all the same, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a series of Legend of Zelda games or whatever, you know, they're all different mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. um, and then you go on Reddit to find out a, a new way to play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, so you you are new to this dungeon, the dungeon mastering aspect of things? Yeah, so I started playing basically around the time the pandemic hit. Um, I had like just moved into this apartment. It's the first time I'm living on my own. I am in Philadelphia uh, for people who don't know me. And I, yeah, I live in an apartment by myself and I moved March 1st. <laughs> and then it was like, and you can never leave. Um, so it was kind of the only social activity that I had for a while. And I was playing in several games. Um, and I felt like I like I, I'll just play for like a while until I feel uh, confident enough to maybe DM. And I still don't. Um, but it, I, I feel like I understand the game well enough now that this is the first time that I am like running a campaign myself. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, and so this, this uh, curse of Strahd, um, yes. I keep to keep referencing my note <laughs> of this. Um, for some reason, the word, it's the word curse that I'm forgetting. Um, mm, interesting. <laughs> not the Strahd part. Um, have you participated in this as not a dungeon master before? Like were you? Have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That... I was a player with a different group. Um, and, but we didn't, we haven't finished it, but we were like taking a hiatus and I kind of felt like an opportunity came up for me to DM a game. And I was like, well, I, I really, really like this campaign setting and I know it because I've been exposed to it. So even though I'm kind of spoiling some things for myself, I'm going to like pull it over to this other group that I play with and I'm going to run it for them. Um. Yeah, you know, no, I'm yourself. not going to tell the other group to listen to this podcast episode because they don't know I'm running it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. This is the most one of the most popular podcasts Secret. in the world. So well, hopefully they won't just, you know, get it naturally. Um. <laughs> that other group is interesting. Uh, do you have many listeners from either Chicago or Columbia, uh, Columbia, the country, because that's where those players are from? <laughs> Um, I'll have to check later. Uh, it's po Chicago, pro probably some listeners, but uh, I don't uh, know about Columbia. Hopefully not my group. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I mean, we have had one other Dungeons and Dragons episode, so that may, may you know, we, Maybe, if, if we yeah. got any listeners from that one, you know, who knows? <laughs> once you have two, you know, <laughs> I feel like we also had like a board games episode and they're all sort of, that's, you know, not the same thing, but related. Um, plus cool I'm games. a nerd. So every yeah. topic I've ever brought has been some nerd related topic. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, I promise to stop bringing up video games so often. Anyways, <laughs> not um, today. Shannon likes video games. Talk, talk away. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, is there a video game version of Dungeons Dungeon and Dragons? Like, like uh... there are many. Yeah, um, I'm not too familiar with them. Although, like, I've had people tell me about them. They're based off of like the rule set of the current installation of the game. Here's the thing with like Dungeons and Dragons. They keep like releasing new sets of rules every once in a while. I've only played what's called Fifth Edition. Um, a lot of people are like, they believe in like the Pathfinder is like version 3.75 or some shit like that. I don't know. I probably got that wrong. Um, and I probably offended people. <laughs> mm. But yeah, there there are video games that are based on like the rule sets from Dungeons and Dragons. I think Baldur's Gate is one that's like in, in beta or something like that. And then I feel like Divinity might be another one. Um, but yeah, there are. Interesting. I haven't played them. uh that rule set thing is interesting what people just like believe in to be right (laughs) yeah uh, sounds sort of like monopoly when people just have their own versions of how to play monopoly (laughs) yeah it's bizarre so the uh so my like my columbia chicago group is a uh they're like they're also fifth edition players that's like the only i feel like that's the only version they've ever played so they're you know they're not like super into the rules like that hard and a lot of them were improvisers and comedians so it's like it's more about the role play with that group whereas my pennsylvania group like they've been playing their whole lives my pennsylvania group is the one that i run for they've been playing their whole lives they know the rules way better than me and they have played like every version of the game uh every iteration they still play the older ones and some of them do prefer like the like pathfinder early earlier versions of the game but 5e is supposed to like make it easier and more accessible for people who've never played before do you know what version i played when i played with you 5e yeah that would have been fifth edition i i too preferred the i prefer the performance aspect of it all yeah me too uh yeah i don't know i'd i'd rather just I'd rather just make shit up for a little bit. It's sort of my MO. Let's not say like, I don't like some of the combat, you know, it's like, I guess the older versions is more about like strategizing, creating like the strongest character, but like fifth edition lets you create like more interesting characters and more unique characters. It's not like if you don't create the correct combination of, you know, feats and everything else, like you're going to die immediately. Uh, Fifth edition lets you kind of like, have more flexibility but some people really enjoy you know the the strategizing and like the challenge of trying to make like the strongest character hmm. um making the strongest character yeah or whatever not, i'm talking on my ass that's okay <laughs> I, I don't you know, i don't know um i like well yeah so i um speaking of role-playing games in general um i uh I've been playing the um, the second ever Zelda game. Uh, it's called Zelda Two. 
and it's the only <laughs> surprise it's, <laughs> it's the only um it's the only zelda game that's really an, an rpg game because you actually have to level up your your magic your attack and your life um in it and then you also like unlock different spells and you have to like know know when to use spells and all that um and uh i gotta say i'm like i it's hard like this is how i generally play video games like if a game is hard and lets you level your character up i i like grind like crazy in the beginning so that i'm super strong for the rest of the game i do the same thing (laughs) um because i don't well i don't like dying and so if i'm overpowered for the rest of the game then it's like I won't die. And also it's not cheating. You know, you're just, you're just grinding out the beginning of the game uh, a little bit. And so I that's like how I'm playing this. That way, stupid... Was that? I've ruined games by doing that like for myself. Oh, I mean, sometimes, sometimes they get easier, but I don't know. I speak like there's the legend of Zelda Majora's mask, which if you unlock like all the masks at the, the final boss is like a breeze. Like you can beat the final boss in like two seconds in that game. If yeah. you take the time to like get all the things during the game. Yeah. Did you play Cyberpunk? Uh, no. I I did that in that game, and I like because I I'm also like a completionist, so I have to like every single like side mission, every single like little quest. Like I will not beat the main storyline of a game until I've done everything else. And I did that with Cyberpunk, and I was so I wasn't even just overpowered. I was like a god, and I like walked in and just like I beat it the final level in like minutes flat. I was like I took one shot at like the big bad guy that was the villain the whole time, and he just instantly died. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this game!" <laughs> um, I I'll burn out. I actually will burn out that way. Like that was me with Red Dead Redemption Two. Is I was trying <sighs> to like unlock everything, and I did unlock a crazy amount of stuff, but I never beat the game because I like I was like, "Yeah, no. I'm done with this." Yeah, just pick it back up. It's one of the best games. <laughs> oh, I had so much fun playing it, and I I would still like even recommend it to people. It's just like I I just like ended up bailing on it. I bail on a lot of games. It's not it's not the game's fault. It's just like I, I play it. I have fun. I play it for a long time, and then like sometimes if I'm not like that, I guess I'm I'm not that. Maybe if, if I'm not that interested in the end, I'm like whatever. I had my fun. <laughs> Man, I feel like I commit even if I'm like miserable playing it. <laughs> like I will see this through. <laughs> oh, I will. If I don't like a game, I will straight up not. I will straight up stop playing that game. <laughs> um, I wish I, I had that. I got to go back and play games like Zelda 2. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, I've never, it's a game I've never beaten. So it's not, uh, it is going back, but it's not like, it's not nostalgia. It's, uh, it is, it is the completionist in me trying to beat every Zelda game. Yeah. Well, as a as a, an improviser and a comedian and a person who loves video games, I think you would get along well in the D and D world. Just I, I had a lot of fun when I played uh, the one time I played. Yeah. Um, it. I guess what it took was somebody to say, "Hey, we're gonna go play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you want to?" And I yeah. was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I that's that's sort of me with a. I mean. I don't mean I'm not here to make this a pity party, but like it's not like I there's lots of things I would do if I was invited to do them. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like with the amount of work that I've put into like preparing for this campaign, there's no possible way that I won't run this as many times as I can. Like I've got to squeeze the life out of it because it is it is so much more work on the DM side than it is as a player. And it it's like 
hours and hours and like hundreds of hours I feel like I have put into like researching this world and preparing notes and preparing like uh maps and things like that so I would probably when this group is done like run it for another group so <laughs> uh, I will take your hint uh, your <laughs> and I accept I accept your challenge <laughs> to the curse of Strahd um <laughs> curse of Strahd um are, does this um, does the fact that you have spent this much time preparing uh, does it did it change your perspective on uh, past like participation you've had like are you like do you have more respect for these other people that have run uh, previous campaigns you've been on oh for sure and I think I I not to say I ever didn't respect with you and I think I am the kind of player that. I feel like the kind of player you are probably reflects on the kind of DM that you are as well. And I am the kind of player who over prepares and like writes way more than I need to and like researches everything because I just don't want to be like caught off guard. <laughs> um, and I'm that kind of like DM as well. But I think in general, like I can tell all the people that I've played with who run games, like their strengths that they have where I don't and like just the experience that they have that I don't. Um, yeah, it's, it's done to work. It's, it's a dedication. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, um, how long does it, how long would it take someone to run through the curse of straw? Like, a, a like a, how long would a group of players take to like go through it? Good question. I don't know the answer to that. I guess you've never finished um, one. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so my, uh, like, estimation for my group is that we will be doing this for at least a year but we play every other week and we only play for three hours at a time some groups play every week five hours so it really really depends I've also like buffed the module out with other like things that I have found online um, to make it longer but I do I feel like I've <laughs> I'm buckled in for a year <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, how long could a year possibly be? Yeah. <laughs> we, we just did one and it feels like I blinked. <laughs> I blinked and nothing happened. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, for me, it felt like the longest time of my entire life. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been sitting in this exact chair for a year. <laughs> every time I've seen you, you've been sitting right there. Yes, I haven't left. <laughs> Although I guess every time you've seen me, I've probably been exactly where I am right now. Swiveling mm. side to side of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Although sometimes I stand, this is a standing desk that I'm at now. Um, oh. I'm currently sitting at it, um, but uh, I decided I didn't want to stand for the entirety of a, of a podcast That's recording fair. today. But frequently when I'm, when I'm on these uh, Zooms, I, I am standing. So sometimes you get diff little slightly different angles of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, or of my, of my backdrop. Um. Today, I, I did notice your stack of books, and I'm glad you explained to me that those are modules. Those are, well, most only one of them is actually a module. The rest are just like rules books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five E books behind me. <laughs> so, what is E? So, so, they're all this one set. They're all five E, but are they, what are they, different parts of it? Some are like, so there's the main. Okay. Um, so there's like the three, I feel like Stephen had to have talked about this. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, Listen, the, <laughs> I don't remember. They're not going to remember. This is okay, nobody. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so they're like the three main books 
that are like the core of the game, at least at present, are there's the player's handbook. And that is like the main, main rule set. And that is like what all players should have. Uh, and that tells you how to play the game, how the game works, breaks it all down from a player perspective. And then there is the Dungeon Master's Guide that I have, but I really haven't used all that much. I feel like it's not actually that important. Um, but it has like tips for like somebody who wants to actually create a world from scratch for those themselves and like magic items and things that you can give your players and different rule sets that are kind of like behind the screen. And then there's the monsters manual. That's the third one. And that's just like a list of stat blocks for all kinds of monsters to put in your game for combat. Those are the three big ones that I've got behind me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is like a set of encyclopedias almost. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And then I have two more that are like expansions. There's a uh, Xanathar's guide to everything. And, um, Tasha's cauldron of everything and they're like basically content that people kind of put online and then started to explore and play test and it's things that like worked well so if you're building a character like you have all these different paths that you can take and these books kind of offer like other paths um yeah so there's like expansion books there's another like monster expansion book that i have that just gives you more monsters more stat blocks <laughs> always need more monsters and then i got my curse of Strahd book and i think that's everything um wow and there uh, is um they have like campaign setting books and one that is actually coming out and I think May is Ravenloft, and that is where Curse of Strahd takes place. So that'll like describe the world in greater depth. And I pre-ordered it, of course. <laughs> On pre-order. On pre-order. <laughs> um, it's so much like video games. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see, uh, so we when we played, when you and I played, we played a we played a thing that lasted uh, just a few hours. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I was a noob then too. I think that was one of the first times I had ever played. Um, yeah, we we did like a little birthday event with our friend, and he had like all the character sheets already prepared for us, and he had different tables where DMs were like, yeah, running the same. Uh, they call those one shots. I know that now, and that's like a it's literally like a one time adventure. Mm. It's all all composed within one session. Interesting, because that's actually. One shot is also what they call the um, there's like, Mar- you know, the you know, you've heard of these Marvel movies, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they'll have these things called one shots, which are just like five or 10 minute long um, mini. Yeah, I guess like mini adventures, <laughs> if you yeah. will. And um, yeah, those are called one shots. I always assumed it was a movie term or a film term. It sounds like it's maybe from this or maybe it's a more general term than I than I was aware of. Yeah, I don't. I could not tell you the origins. I just know that they call those one shots in the D and D world. I don't know if they came up with it first or someone else did. Um, I'm guessing Marvel didn't come up with it first because they've only been doing it for <laughs> ten years or something like that. Yeah. Um, Twelve years, sure. Um, so, is it? Uh, have, have you done? Have you done more one shots since then, or are you? Uh, are you a uh, What's it called when it's not a one shot? A campaign. A campaign. Yeah. So are you have you done more one shots or are you all campaigns these days? It's been pretty much all campaigns. Um 
Yeah, I don't think I've done any one shots since then. <laughs> so you you basically so if you're doing a campaign, you have yeah, say like three hours every every week or something like that. So then at the end of three hours, you just sort of like pause, mm-hmm. and then the ne- a week goes by, and then you like pick right back up where you you left off, kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, like I am very much like I feel like I have a background in where storytelling is like my interest. Like I have a, I have an English minor. Uh, kind of big deal. <laughs> wow. and, uh, I, I like stories. Uh, so I like you do try to find it's like it's hard because we play on like a weeknight and everybody's got like work the next day. So there is kind of like a hard uh, stop time that you're trying to aim for. And if like you got to kind of like juggle it in such a way where you are ending on a satisfying note. It's not always possible, but like I do try to end on some kind of like either a climactic note or some kind of like resolution where it like it has to feel right. It's like editing an improv scene. It just has to be like, has to feel right, right when you end it. Uh, and then you pick back up, you know, the next week I try to like have like a strong like intro scene to like jump the players back in where they were. Cause they're, they're in like, a million other games they play way more than i do um so i try to like immerse them in a way where they can kind of like pick back up even though we haven't played for two weeks it's a uh, pretty intense to yeah play, i do like, like a little previously on curse of strad and i give like a recap <laughs> um well you did minor in english so um <laughs> <laughs> i did minor in english guys uh, <laughs> you have any problems with how I'm doing this. I had a minor in English, so take it up there. Uh, <laughs> um, interesting. I, it's, it's, that's, that's so much, I mean, it's a lot of time to spend um, with like one uh, group of people every week telling the same story. Hopefully it's always good. I, uh, <laughs> so far. Yeah. I've, I've felt really good about my games and I've gotten like pretty good feedback. I mean, my group is, also really good because they are very experienced and they're very open and they're creative and they are like patient. So it's, it's easy to work with them. Um, and I feel like they've all been very, very nice to me about it. But I think, I think like they can tell the amount of homework I'm doing basically. And I think that they appreciate that too, because I'm sure a lot of them are burned out on DMing and things like that. And so it's just like, um, I'm fresh blood, right? So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And they know they know that if they've DM'd, they know the effort you're putting in. It's the same. It's sort yeah. of like when I asked you if you had more respect now that you've done it. It's like, well, hopefully they should have respect. And you know, yeah. I would think, knowing you, you wouldn't play with anyone who was a jerk, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I imagine if if you played with a jerk, they'd be a jerk. But you you know you stay yeah, away from that gone. kind of person. <laughs> There's one thing that like I apparently. <laughs> Apparently this is a thing is like every DM at some point, like rage quits on a session. <laughs> and I hope that never happens to me, but I'm like waiting for the day. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very common to at some point rage quit. <laughs> you know, I like, it's like a video game thing too. Right. Um, I've tried to like not do that, but I mean, I, I guess I have maybe, maybe you've started DMing old enough in life where maybe you're past rage quitting things. <laughs> it's like rage quit to me. Yeah. Like, I think the older you get, the less likely you are to rage quit. Like to me, the most likely to rage quit is like a three-year-old, like yeah. with a video game or something like to throw a controller or whatever. 
Yeah. And then like I, a 12 year old's less likely than a, you know, a 20 year old's less likely than a 30 year old's <laughs> even less likely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've witnessed it. It's interesting when it happens. And I feel like it's usually fairly justified. Um, but it's still interesting when it happens. Okay. I feel like, um, my background in improv will help me with that. Cause I think a lot of the time it has to do with putting so much work into it and putting so much effort and having expectations and then things don't go the way that you had planned. Uh, I think that causes a lot of people to like get upset with their players. Um, and I feel like having a background in improv will help me in the, the sense that like, I understand that things will never go as I expect them to. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be able to go with that flow. Um, yeah. Have you, I, I've asked you this before in the distant past, but have you seen the key and peel sketch about Dungeons and Dragons? I have, I maybe didn't the last time you asked it, but I have since then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I hadn't asked you in quite a while, but I remember telling you like on several, like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? <laughs> I mean, he rage quits at the end of that. Yep. See, it's a thing. <laughs> um, which I don't think, I mean, I've seen, like, I understood this. I understood the sketch and why um, in it uh, the character gets so mad and leaves, but I did not recognize that as like a reference to rage quitting, which it probably is an explicit reference to that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to like the day that it happens to me, I'm going to come back and listen to this episode and be like, you naive girl, <laughs> you knew nothing. <laughs> um, please let me know when it happens. <laughs> I, I will. Like to... yeah, I'll keep you posted, even and, though it shames me. <laughs> and hopefully it's not when I'm playing this with you that you've been <laughs> Oh God, I <laughs> my first ever campaign and <laughs> I'll just drop off the, yeah. And then I'll, I'll call you up and be like, by the way, that was a rage quit. <laughs> and then like, yeah, it's on a zoom. You drop off, you call me, I pick up, you tell me it was your rage quit. Then I get back on with everyone else and we're, and I'm just like, guys, it's okay. She rage quit. <laughs> it's okay. She didn't just lose internet connection. She rage quit. <laughs> she rage quit. And she didn't because of me, because she still called me. She still likes me well enough <laughs> to give me a phone call. <laughs> um, it's one of you who caused it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I had done Dungeons and Dragons when I was younger, I would have caused a Dungeon Master to rage quit. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would have liked it as much when I was younger. I mean, I, I guess I have like minor jealousy for some people who've played their whole lives, but not in the way that I feel for like people who've played music their whole lives. Like I feel like intense jealousy there uh, where it's like, oh, I, I could have been something. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like Dungeons and Dragons would have registered with me so strongly at like a young age, but I don't know. I mean, you're everything you are because of the events that led up to now. I mean, would you be this good at Dungeons and Dragons if you did not minor in English? Who's to say? <laughs> um, or have done improv for several years, you know? Yeah, probably not. Uh, would I be as an amazing podcast host if I didn't do so much improv? Who's to say? Who's to, Who's say? to say? Would you even like tea if... Would, <laughs> would I ever like tea if I didn't have a podcast to drink it during? Um <laughs> Answer yes. That's why I started the podcast. It didn't come the other way around. <laughs> Who's to say? You're to say. Is that a thing? Mm, it is now. Okay. It sounded like poetry, like some sort of English major yeah. minor thing might know. Oh, oh, English major, bump me yeah. up, daddy. Where's there? Uh, where's there? Where is there an English major around here? <laughs> Not I. Um, English major. 
do I know an English majors? I feel like that's a thing. I probably knew someone who did. I don't know. I don't really know what people did in college anymore. Do you know what I did? I feel like that you like forget about that. Uh, psychology. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yay. I think I, I would know a good number of people. But uh, I feel like it's a thing I don't actively think about anymore. I don't even actively think about if people did go to college anymore, like in, on the individual level. Like I, <laughs> it used to be more of a thing where you like have to like juggle yeah. whether you thought about it. Now I'm like, oh, well, if someone didn't go to college, they're still an okay, if they turned out to be an okay adult, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it kind of doesn't. Hey, would you be the person you were today if you didn't do anything leading up to it? That's if how I, I think about if it. If I wasn't tens of thousands of dollars in debt, would I be the person that I am today? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, listen, it's all, it's, it's, it's regrets and everything, you know? You don't just get the good parts of life. <laughs> Um, yeah. And on that note, um, do you have any, uh, as we wrap up, do you have anything about dunge either Dungeons or Dragons or Curse of Strahd in particular that you, uh, want to get out there? Um, I'll just say, uh, my players, if you ever listen to this, I love you. And for my DM who, uh, does Curse of Strahd, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They are going to listen to this. This is the most popular podcast in the Western Hemisphere. So um, I tried to pick something that like Columbia and <laughs> Chicago were both in. West. Um, okay. Uh, well, Shannon, uh, thank you for bringing this wonderful topic. Should I, how should I call, should I call it Dungeons and Dragons? Should I call it Curse of Strahd? Or should I call it Dungeons and Dragons colon Curse of Strahd? Um. I don't know. Dealer's choice. <laughs> Are those, do those all sound accurate or, or you know, I'm, I'm cool calling it whatever You could go D&D COS. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I could do D&D Curse of Strahd. That, was, that would be good. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. Well, if you don't care, then I don't care. Uh, and I'll just put the one that I can fit in the, uh, the uh, my graphic the easiest. <laughs> I think we talked more about D&D than we did Curse of Strahd, but Curse of Strahd got said a few times, so you could put it in the title. We, I, I tried dropping it in there, and this is sort of about <laughs> your journey on it. Like, we're not yeah. talking about like, the specifics, but like, it's a little bit about your your evolution as a dungeon master. Yeah. And <laughs> of this. My coming of age story. <laughs> and, uh, and let me tell you a little secret. A lot of our topics are not covered very <laughs> uh, coherently <laughs> when we bring them up. <laughs> Fair. I believe I talked about The Legend of Zelda for a solid five minutes in the middle there somewhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, thank you for bringing this wonderful topic. D&D &D, uh, colon COS. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you. For re I, I don't know what I, you're, you're my guest or you're my co-host. I don't know how to describe your, your role today, but you were here. <laughs> I was here. Let it, put it on my grid. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug and, or, I don't know, possibly shout out? Yeah. Just a shout out to like my players. They're, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to tell them about this, but if I do um, you guys, you make it fun. Wow um shout out to them good job good job mm -hmm. friends that that are keeping emily uh, emily i said emily i did it i almost made the whole you did you did uh, keep shannon sane um yeah you've kept me sane this pandemic for sure 
Um, I tried so hard not to fuck that up. Oh, well. You made um, it to the end. <laughs> I made it to the end. It's true. Start um, over. Start the whole thing over. <laughs> I might have even gotten away with it if I didn't call myself out on it. But um, <laughs> I would like to plug one thing. Um, sh- well, first of all, shout out to all of Chan's D&D friends. Uh, <laughs> just shout out to you guys. Why not? <laughs> and uh, But my plug is to check out uh, the latest video on my YouTube channel. Uh, it is called Zoom Wedding as in Zoom, the, the conferencing app that Shannon and I are currently using uh, and, and the weddings that may take place over them. Um, it's, uh, yeah, youtube.com slash Matthew Aramondo or otherwise somehow find it. It's called Zoom Wedding. Sounds fun. I'm going to check it out right after this. Wow. Um, I've been told it's pretty good. <laughs> other people. <laughs> I was personally very nervous about its quality. But people seem to think it might be the best thing I've ever done. So it's a good premise. It's a very good premise. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's about it. Um, if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, feel free to send us an email at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at tbdpodcast. And, uh, well, I've been Matt Armando. Uh, we've had over here, Shannon Kelly. Shannon Kelly. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I could have, Kelly rhymes with, with, as a Y at the end of it. That's okay. <laughs> this has been TBD with Matt and Shannon Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Tea time. <laughs>